When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley and Shaka Hissop. Lots of intriguing ties in the Premier League today. We'll start off with the defending champions, Manchester City, who play host to Everton. It looked like they were going to cruise to another victory. 1-0 up thanks to yet another goal from Erling Haaland, but they couldn't really then dominate the game. And a brilliant goal from Gray in the second half would see the spoils shared and it finished City 1, Everton 1. Uh, for more on this, let's welcome in Don, shall we? Uh, Don, once Haaland scored, considering what happened to Everton against Wolves uh, a couple of days ago, you expect City to kick on, but they didn't. Why not? I think Everton made the game very bitty, Dan. Um, I think the disruptions in the second half altered sort of the flow of Man City. They couldn't get into the rhythm and in their stride. Everton, I've got to say, were really good. Being a side that went 1-0 down inside 25 minutes, you thought, well, this could be anything. Haaland looked as though he was on fire. It was a scrappy game in terms of his performance because he was getting wound up by the three Everton centre-backs. They were getting right in his faces. They were giving a little bit of verbals, especially Godfrey. Um, but it was one of them games where, I've got to say, from an Everton point of view, I thought they'd get smashed today. Going 1-0 down, I thought this could be anything. But they recovered well. Um, City weren't at it. Um, Pep made his changes. He made three substitutions very late on. Brought Gundogan on, brought Alvarez on, brought Foden on. Only with about seven, eight minutes to go. So I think he left it a little bit late. Mm. Um, but it was a very scrappy game, which suited Everton. Well, he thought they were brilliant again. <laughs> well, the other. Well, I don't think they were. No, I'm just saying he thought they were. <laughs> I'm just, I can't, uh, I can't get in the psyche of the manager. I'm just telling you, he thought they played another brilliant game. I didn't see it that way. Did not see it that way. Took Grealish off again, you know, end product. Changed the record, boy. Shaq, yeah. changed the record there yeah. for me on Grealish. But, but, but Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne product. had a bad game oh. today, gave the ball away a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he was getting frustrated, I think. I, I'm, you know, I think I'm like Don and everybody else. I, I was thinking he, he's getting the phone call from the chairman, Frank Lampard, yep. tomorrow. This is going to be embarrassing. But they fought and they scrapped and they hung in there and actually played some of their better football of the season at times and that against arguably the best team but but yeah and I, and, I, and I think that challenge from Haaland was reckless yeah and then we didn't see really any close-ups for some reason I, I don't know I don't know why uh, it was kind of just yeah yellow card let's move on it's Erling Haaland he scores goals we yeah he's allowed he can do that but yeah I didn't think they were they were brilliant and 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 yeah, Everton, good for a point. What a point for them! I, I thought it was a yellow for for Haaland. I, I thought that was that was the right that was the right call by the referee. Um, to, to Craig's point, yes, Guardiola saying that they were brilliant and the other team didn't really come to play football. But in Everton's defence, where they are in the table and, and the kind of performances you've seen from them, you understand that. And it's almost surprising that City doesn't at this point expect that. Everton was it was it was a, it was a flat back five. Let, let's not even pretend they had wing backs. It was a flat back five. So up pressure and just hoping to keep it narrow and then get a moment of brilliance and which is exactly what what they got from Gray. Um, so if you're Everton, you happy you 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 leave the Etihad with, with a point as 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 you do. 
that's a point very well earned and a point that you did not expect. As Craig said, you, you could quite easily make an argument that this be five or six. So if you're Everton, you're happy. If you're City, I, I, I don't understand the, the kind of argument that, oh, you know, that's, they didn't come to play. You, you should know that. And it, it, is, it is two points drop, no question. Are City OK, Don? I think they are, Dan. I think you saw an Everton side today where I think it depends on your mood on how you play against them. I remember Newcastle being 3-1 up at the start of the season at St James's Park when Newcastle were flying. They ended up drawing the game 3-3. So if you're confident, you feel as though you can take Man City on at their own game, but Everton are in no shape to take them on at their own game. So they had to get wired in. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne lost his head once or twice. He, mm. was, he got a yellow card and that was, that was borderline. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll react. Um, you know, you go back a couple of months, they lost against Brentford in the last second. Then they come back, first game back, and they beat Leeds. What's interesting, I think, for the top teams, and Man City being one of them, is the fixtures that are coming up. They've got Chelsea, Man United and Spurs. So they're going to have to go on some run, but City normally go on a run. At this point in the, in the season, they normally go 11 unbeaten or 11 straight wins. So they've got a bit of work to do, but... I think Arsenal are in the same boat. They've got Newcastle, Spurs, Man United. So I can see a lot of teams who are playing each other in the top four dropping points. So it's, it's who can put a mini run together, Dan, and City are normally one of the best at it. Arsenal, of course, knew the result uh, between City and Everton going into their clash away against Brighton, who, of course, been so impressive this season. But Arsenal got it done, uh, beating Brighton by four goals to two, once again spreading the goals around Saka, Odegaard, Nketiah and Martinelli. Sees Arteta's side then as we end the year seven points clear at the top of the table, uh, exceeding most expectation for the Gunners, given where we thought they might finish at the start of this season. So Arsenal, top of the table. Brighton, meanwhile, uh, suffered a home defeat there. I'm just feeling as we, I thought we were going to show the table. Oh, who gets doesn't matter. There we are, right, there we are. Hey. Well, the top. They are top. That's all you need to know. There's seven <laughs> points top. Seven points. I'm sure. I can draw I'm it. Sure, I'm sure people with, you know, if I can work it out in their fingers. Uh, <laughs> not difficult. Albeit for some of our viewers. That's a brilliant lead to have. I'm not sure it's enough. Right. As Don mentioned, for City, this is a normality almost, coming from behind. Putting a, I don't forget. The World Cup skewed it. We think we're set here. It's uh, almost to 2023, and we're not we're not halfway through the season yet. So, uh, yeah, I mean, brilliant hour from them. You know, Lamptey made the mistake early. They, they pounced on it for the sack of goal. Uh, then they took hold of the game. Uh, Odegaard was pulling the strings again as he as, as he does. Got this goal, obviously, sort of scrubs it into the ground. Gets that slice of luck. Not sure what this is about. And then straight after half time, you think, right, the game's killed. Uh, with this, the goalkeeper, I think, Brighton goalie that is on a couple of the goals, this one included. And this one does not do brilliant. Mm. There was a super ball from Odegaard in behind yes, for that. Yeah. Martinelli's pace. The two wide players, Saka and him, with Odegaard floating around. Eddie Nketiah, big question around him and the transfer window. Mm. He's getting his goals. Brilliant. For that lad, brilliant for the manager, great for his confidence. So yeah, I mean this was a difficult fixture for them in what's going to be a really difficult month of January. And I thought although they had that goal at the end from the Tomo uh, ruled out for barely being offside, which would have made it 4-3, it was the changes I think that Arsenal made that kind of allowed Brighton that impetus 
So all in all, a really, really super uh, performance. Uh, we keep asking questions of Arsenal, Don, and they keep answering in some style. Yeah, do you know what it reminds me of, Dan? It reminds me of 15-16 when Leicester were in this position and every week, every month went by and I thought Tottenham will catch Leicester, someone will catch them. And they never did. Uh, City, obviously, a different kettle of fish than, than Tottenham, who were the chasers at the time. But Arsenal getting the job done. And when you watch them, Dan, there's like inevitability that they're going to win. And you very rarely get that, I think, with top sides. I think over the last five or six years, it's normally Liverpool. It's normally Man City where they go. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They'll win. That's Arsenal at the moment. I had, I had no doubt they'd beat Brighton. It's just the way they're playing. Craig mentioned Erdegaard. He was man of the match by a million miles. Partey was brilliant for one of the mm. goals. He's one of the best readers of the game. Um, and they're flowing. They've got momentum, which you can't buy. So, you know, they're playing well. They're winning games. Um, and they're going away from teams. And they're going away from Man City. Seven points clear, as you said. But Craig's right. I mean, in our mind's eye, we think we're halfway there, but we're not. But there's a lot of work to be done. But what a position to be in. I mean, from this time, I think at the start of last season, when they're in the bottom three, Arteta out, first job in football. He's not going to survive. All of a sudden, he's, you know, he had a little bit of trauma with the Aubameyang. It reminds me of Ten Hag and Ronaldo and Rashford scenario, but he made the right call. Look where they are now. Uh, you said you don't like Inketia. Is he starting to change your mind, Shane? Three and um, three now. I, let, me, let me just see. Every question or criticism I've had of, of Arsenal, not just Inketia, all season long, they, they've answered. You know, all the, all the concerns about, which Don just mentioned, whether we're talking about Arteta, the start of the season, how would they respond to that first loss? Every against... time he's out of his box, by the way, I just think of Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Arteta. <laughs> well, according to... Uh, no, sorry, Shane. According to... I don't know who was on the... Oh, it was Lee Dixon. Yeah. According to Lee, who was at the game, that he did bump into the, the lines assistant on more than one occasion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get a flag, poke it in his eye, right, and then see if he comes back. Sorry, Chef. No, but, but as I said, to that point, you know, all those questions answered. No, the one remaining one is, is can Arsenal put together two halves of a season, of the same season? And right now, you, ha you have to say absolutely yes. I, I, I'm... I disagree with, with Don. In that I, I don't think this was a foregone conclusion for Arsenal. Going to Brighton on the back of, of Gabriel Jesus going down and the January transfer window and, on, and all the speculation around who will come in isn't Ketia good enough. I, 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 going into this, I, I wouldn't have put my mortgage in Arsenal winning. Right. Yet, I, once again... It's because you rent. Well, <laughs> put, put Don's mortgage. I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have put Don's mortgage and Arsenal winning. Whoa. But, they, they, but again, they, they, not only do they win, they make it look so easy. And yes, it got a little closer in the end than, than it should have been, but they just make it look so easy. Again, just having me kind of have another saving of humble pie. If you think Eddie and Katie is going to be Gabriel Jesus, then we're, we're having the wrong discussion, you know, mm. because he's just not. He's just not. He's just got to be a good version of himself that's popping up Getting, keeping himself on the score sheet, linking up play, working hard, closing down defenders, making sure, as he was for the, the one that the keeper spilled, that he was in that right area, having the striker's instinct to, to poke it in the net. And maybe that's fine for Arsenal. Maybe they'll go and look at the middle of the park in right. January and say, yes. right, what happens if something happens to Jacka yeah. and Partey? Yeah. Do we sort of br try and bring in some reinforcements there? Are we OK with Eddie and Ketia for the time being? We know Jesus is coming back. So there are some sort of conundrums for them. There's no, there's, there's no need to go and panic and bring somebody in for the sake of it. And the one thing about Arteta, and it is the one thing that like, uh, certainly annoys me watching him. I don't get annoyed by 
so much by managers being jumpy in the technical area. Sometimes you think, oh, sit down. It's more his positioning right. of how far it continually comes <laughs> out. <laughs> and what made me laugh was when he thought it was actually 4-3, with five or six minutes to go, or maybe more, before the goal was ruled out, he was telling everybody, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. <laughs> calm down. You look around at him and he's bobbing around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then 90 minutes, he's like jumping around, running around, running into people. So, you know, it is a uh-huh. one thing that he does. I suppose yeah. that's the yeah. makeup of him, but his team is paying off, isn't it? I suppose one downside, we've seen in this game a little bit, again, Gabriel making one or two yeah. decisions, needless yellows. Then we saw William Saliba make a mistake for one of the Brighton goals. The second one, I think it was. Uh, unusual from, from those guys, particularly Saliba, who's been brilliant. So there are some there are some real, uh, some little holes to be picked at in Arsenal, but that's sort of, that's nitpicking. But let's just say January is going to be a massive month for them. Here we go then. Don, percentage no. chance. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. Who, Arsenal? Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not Everton. Uh, uh, no, I know. I, I, I'm just trying to buy time. Um, I think it's a straight shootout between them and City. I don't see anyone catching them, so I'd, I'd say 50-50. Wow. Mm. 50-50? Are we, that, are we at that stage? You're nodding, Shank. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I, I think seven points um, makes it 50-50. Ooh. I'm going to say... <laughs> 51-49. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Two. To who? <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> Tune in in May. <laughs> to Arsenal, really? Ah, listen. Hey. I'm a neutral. I'm good for change. Hey. You know, I don't Me know. too. Uh, Me too, but I got criticised for that. I, ju- I just want them to finish top four. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> listen, if I was you, I'd go and spend it tonight. Oh, I think brilliant. Credit. You, oh, he's going to hate You're me. winning it. Yeah, winning it and getting yeah. it. Oh, he's got to give it. He's got to give it. Most I definitely. Hand it over on the show one day. Yeah, that'd be, you're talking that'd be about good. A man that'd be good. You're talking about a man who's got his pockets stitched on his trousers <laughs> every pair, and I'll get his hands in. Uh, elsewhere today, um, we saw Newcastle take on Leeds. This one finished nil-nil. Were you keeping a close eye on this one, Craig? Yeah, those two games run at the same time. City and, and Newcastle, and I try to watch both. Bear in the mind. Leeds are normally playing an entertaining game and Newcastle have been brilliant to watch recently. Uh, this was actually a pretty good game for 45 minutes. I'm not saying it was bad in the second half, but it was more one-way traffic in the second half, right. which was Newcastle piling forward. Uh, Longstaff had a couple of chances. Uh, Melier made a couple of good saves. I think one from Wood that fell at his feet and he came out quickly and smothered it. And it was really about... It was about Newcastle pushing in that crowd that you know, Shaq, getting behind them. But it just felt to me today with Newcastle, for all their good play recently, that it just kept breaking down right, right at the death. And of course, Kieran Trippier, I lost count how many corners and free kicks they won and he whipped in. It, it just wasn't their day. So, I, so where are we with regards to what this means for the season? Is this just a one-off day where things weren't going right in front of goal? Or yeah. is it a sign of things to I, listen, I, I think conditions played a part in this one, as, as it probably did in, in the City game as well. Um, because Newcastle dominated, dominated play and just couldn't find that, that finishing touch for one reason or, or, or another. Times before balls falling, falling for the defenders, when you want to strike on, on the end of it. It just, it just wasn't connecting. And you just... Put, I, you had to put that down as to just one of those days, um, again, that you, you kind of write off, at least it is 
not worse than, than, than it was in that Leeds go and score. Um, and you, again, you, you take that and, and you, you try to put that behind you as, as quickly as possible. Uh, Newcastle then very much in the fight for a place in the top four. The top four now, which sees Manchester United in it for the first time this season after being Wolves by one goal to nil. Uh, this game really was all about Marcus Ratchford, who we learned after the game was dropped because he was late to a meeting after he overslept. He was brought on at half-time, scores the winning goal, in fact got a second goal as well, which is ruled out for handball rightly. But Ratchford making the difference for United. It's eight, eight out of nine wins now, Craig. I mean, this game really is, I mean, as simple as saying he was the difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wolves are a side who, okay, they've been really struggling for goals, particularly in the calendar year, but this season. But their general play is not bad, but it breaks down in the final third for them. And so up until this point, all right, United were slightly the better, but without really, without really controlling the middle of the park. And it was about somebody doing something different. Young Garnacho played. Was a little bit ineffectual. I have to say, Anthony wasn't brilliant again on the other side. Uh, and you'll just look, and, and my, I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of Martial. That's a, no, we we're had talk, that chance that came We're talking in. about transfers for Arsenal. They, they'll be looking in January, if not the summer. He's not going to last. But it did take, and you just wondered, you knew he was coming on. Uh, and you knew that, uh, and I know we'll talk about it, that he wanted to make a point, the manager. But you can't deny his form. Mm. And he was effectively the big difference from two teams that were actually, bearing in mind where they are in the league, were actually relatively close in terms of the performance. Uh, Don, it, it's night and day, isn't it, compared to what we saw from Marcus Rashford under previous managers mm. to how he's just thriving under Ten Hag. It's incredible, the turnaround. Um, obviously, everyone's aware of the work that he done off the pitch. Um, but I think now you've seen a player that's loving life on the pitch. He feels... Loved, I think. He feels as though maybe he's the top man. He's certainly playing like he's the top man. Um, it was one of them games today. Craig's right in his analysis. There wasn't too much between the two teams. In fact, I think over the years, Wolves-Man United is one of the lowest uh, scoring fixtures in the Premier League. There's nothing much between them. I think over the last 11 times, the, the game has been decided by oh, one God, goal. We don't care about those stats. No, I know, but he was the difference. Because otherwise, you're looking at a nil-nil. Without Marcus Rashford today, you are looking at two teams... And I've said it, and I'll, and I'll stand by it. If you take Marcus Rashford out of this side, Dan, and he gets injured, I don't know where Man United's goals are going to come from. So in order for Man United to get top four, they're going to have to strengthen, in my opinion. They can't stay with the same squad in terms of Rashford and Martial as the two only number nines that can play through the middle. Otherwise, one injury to Rashford, they're not going to make top four. They're too, they're too shy in that department. So it was all on Rashford. He was the difference. Without a handball goal chalked off as well, Potentially, he could have scored two today. So, he was the match winner. And we uh, wondered, sorry, about the World Cup changing managers' minds and stuff. We've seen, you know, got Zayic at Chelsea and Potter's been asked about that. Pulisic, I suppose, and him, uh, Harry Maguire. Yes. Who actually, you know, against all odds, had a pretty decent World Cup. But then that was the second game in a row. Where, to get out of there, Where Luke Shaw's played. I mean, he came on, put the arm... I don't know, he came on for three minutes, put the armband on, yeah. headed the ball away, said, give him my wages, thank you very much. It, you know... Ten Hag's made his decision on that front. Yep. So. Yeah, and Luke Shaw did a good job. Yeah. And the other side of the coin is, is when you're making these decisions that was made with, uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Shaw's quick and he's strong, and he, he, he's got a left back in Malaysia that can that can come in and play. So, but when you make these decisions, and look at the moment, if I was Ten Hag, not that he needs it, but go down the local shop in Manchester near your house, buy a lottery ticket. Every time there's a lottery on, because every time th- he's doing something at the moment, it's working. Ronaldo dropped. Yeah. Ah, 
Bit of a crybaby, out. Rashford, you know, I don't know the whole scenario, but he was late for a meeting, whatever it was. Word in your ear, on the bench. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody would be double talking about it had Wolves won. Yes. They're not. He brings them on at half-time, he scores. That's how I treat my players. So mm. everything he's doing at the moment in the last three or four months is working. Not to say it's going to work for the rest of the year. Yeah. I, I don't know. But at the moment, everything he's touching is coming off from, And that's given him a very good footing going forward with the rest of the squad. Take us into the dressing room then, Shaq. You were late for a meeting because you've overslept. Is that standard then to be dropped as a result? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think so. I, 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 absolutely. And I, I think, again, Ten Hag has gotten that right. Everything he's done, and, and not just with initial dropping of, of Ronaldo and, and everything that happened before that, but how he managed Ronaldo leaving before the end of the game, everything um, in, in how he's managed that dressing room, how he's, how he's set about his standards, I, I think has worked. And he's got, those, he's got every one of those decisions right. Oversleeping, being late for a meeting happens probably more often than it should. You make some kind of a stance around it. Everybody understands. I don't think it warrants any more than I'll put you on the bench for the, for the first half or I'll put you on the bench and see how, right. see how it goes. And then if, if you are needed, as, as he was, bring him on. Uh, again, as far as, as man management goes, as far as club management goes, Ten Hag has got it all right. I know some clubs from the players would be at one point would have like basically sacked it with the manager would have had like quite a lot of players come in then after this late for right. meetings right. see if he wants to drop everybody mm. you know just to sort of but that's when you've lost the manager they haven't okay they, they're not they're not at that stage but look just don't have meetings if you don't want your don't, player don't have meetings listen don't have meetings if you don't want to have to drop your top uh, players don't don't, don't stand a practice for you <laughs> yeah i think what you're seeing dan in my opinion is you're seeing um the manager ten Hag. He's got authority. If this happened under Ralph Ranić, I don't think Rashford comes off the bench and scores the goal. Ranić probably would have bottled the decision anyway and probably might not even have fined him. So you're, show, you're seeing a manager in Ten Hag who's laying down the law. He's quite authoritative. The players listen to him. Um, they're backing him for sure. And then there's a reaction. So you can go two ways with this one if you're the manager. You can find a player or you can put your foot down properly and say, no, the, big, the, the, the biggest thing that's going to hurt you today is not a money fine. You are not going to play today. You will be on the bench for today. And then the clever thing and the great thing about Rashford is then he doesn't salt. He takes it on the chin. He reacts, scores a winning goal. Everyone's a winner. So the whole dressing room now at Man United, especially the young boys, are looking to the boss thinking, we can't mess around here. This guy's in charge. He knows exactly what he's doing. Don't forget he got two and one of them was chopped off. Yes. Actually. Yeah, I mentioned that before. Oh, did you? Yes, yes, right. I did, yes. By the way, there was another... Sorry. Uh, so I, was, I was thinking about what you are going to ask me. I was, I was <laughs> what insightful question. I was deep in thought about <laughs> my answer and I missed, yes, missed yeah. the noise. Noise, yeah. it was noise coming from over there. Yeah. There was another manager who's not quite up there with Arteta yet, who is very much already in the... He's annoying the hell out of me, Lopetegui. Oh, yes. That yeah. man. He was wearing the turtleneck today, wasn't yeah, he? It wasn't that. I mean, he pulls it off better than Leboeuf. Right. <laughs> also, he's not bald. <laughs> no, no. Weird. So I, used to, I thought it was on the bald men that right. wore it. Anyway, the. Uh, <coughs> Lopetegui. You're going to buy a turtleneck. Sorry, sir. You have hair. Robbo. <laughs> Leboeuf. <laughs> Ten Hag. He harangued Ten Hag. He harangued the fourth official. Right. All game. Did you see him? I mean, it was incredible. I, the, the fourth official should be allowed to do something. 
Oh, well, I don't know, a taser. You can Anything, like, one taser a game? <laughs> how many? Like, one, one per half? One, one per season? One taser per half. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on, on each manager. Yeah. So four okay. tasers. Right, four I mean, tasers. It's ridiculous. What are they going to do? <laughs> They're not refereeing the game. And he continually went over to him. He continually went over to the official in his face. And he's like, and these fourth officials, they're turning to these managers and they must think, what planks? What does he want me to do? Right, yeah. It's not going to change. Yeah, they're just anyway, sounding wrong. That would be, be like a scene from Blade Runner. Players getting, managers getting tasered. Well, how amazing. entertaining would that be? I tell you what, Don, <laughs> that would soon stop them. There you go. Stop them coming over, bowling over like big hard men to somebody who's, he's just minding, the, they're just minding their own business. One, one, one and a half... For his manager. Well, something for the new year to discuss? Something for the FA to think about. Uh, OK, then. So United in the top four. Let's take a look at how things stand regarding who will finish in those Champions League places according to the bookies. Liverpool remain the big favourites at 2-1 to one on. And then it's a bit of a bun fight, but it's Manchester United ahead of Newcastle and Spurs. Would that be your top four, Don? Arsenal City, United, Liverpool? Uh, no, well, no, I, I, I'd say Newcastle have got a shout, for sure. So you take Newcastle? Uh, well, if you're asking my opinion now, I would say in no particular order, I'd say Man City, Arsenal, Newcastle, Liverpool. Because Liverpool have got the firepower, I'm not convinced we're Man United. One injury to Rashford, I don't think they'll make it. Shaq? I agree. I'll put Don's mortgage on Newcastle finishing top four happily. Stop it, Shaq. And <laughs> add Liverpool in as, yeah, so Arsenal yeah. City, no question. Yeah, United and Spurs missing out in your opinion. Yes. Chelsea? No. Yeah, Chelsea, and it looked four to one. It's mm. crazy, isn't it? Um, what about you? Tottenham are going to, I think, I, I think, you know, in, in all essence, I think Tottenham really should have a better shot. I, know, I think they were two to one on there. But I think he'll, I think he'll moan his players to death. Conte, that is. Right. I, yeah. You know, we're going to have a whole, we're going to have a whole January of it, aren't we? Really, but him and Daniel Levy and contracts, and you know, we're, you know, this I can only pay people, you know, ten dollars a week and all that sort of nonsense. He comes out with, uh, as if nobody else has got any budget caps trying to get in the top four. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not overconfident about Liverpool. Bear in mind the two games they've played since we've came back, they've not been brilliant. We've discussed that. Villa and Leicester. Uh, Chelsea are off the pace. Unless, some New Unless Newcastle have a big downturn, I, I, I can see them making the top four. So it's then, then I think we're looking at one. I'm going to go United. OK, then. Meanwhile, at the bottom of the table, things are not good for Southampton as their horrible run of form continues, losing 2-1 against Fulham. Meanwhile, Crystal Palace bounce back after losing midweek with a 2-0 victory over Bournemouth. So it's Wolves, Forest and Southampton at the moment that are sitting in the relegation zone. Extra time, of course, always available over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to go there and check it out. And the third round of the FA Cup then kicks off on Friday. Not a bad way to start at Old Trafford. United taking on Everton. Lots of games for you on Saturday, including Spurs against Pompey, Coventry Wrexham, Sheffield Wednesday against Newcastle, Liverpool Wolves. Then on Sunday, it's the big one. City against Chelsea. Then an intriguing tie on Monday as Oxford play host to Arsenal. All of these games live on ESPN+. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. 
Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was a flat end to the year for Barcelona as they could only manage a 1-1 draw against Espanyol. They looked in complete control of the game, Alonso scoring early on in the clash, but then a Joselu penalty would see Espanyol get the equaliser. It's very much two points drop for Barcelona, which means now they are level on 38 points at the top of the table with Real Madrid, who of course won yesterday. Now let's get some reaction now as Gemma caught up with Xavi after the game. Yes, we're here with uh, Xavi Hernandez, I guess not happy with this uh, result. What did your team miss when, when they were having a comfortable game and they could take a, a bigger lead? And, and what do you think it happened at the end? Well, I think uh, we deserve much more because we control the game, we dominate the game, but when, when you don't have the defectivity, it's a typical game that we need to score the second one. But we didn't score uh, the second and, and then um, in... Uh, uh, one, uh, I think, opportunity, or maybe it's not an opportunity, the penalty, no? Espanyol uh, just, just defend, we attack, we attack, we dominate the game, but uh, when you don't score the second one, it, it can happen. So, yes, very, really unfair, but uh, this is football. We lost, we lost two points today. This is a derby, it's a big rivalry, but how can you explain this chaotic end of the game? 16 yellows, two sent off and a big chaos. Well, it's not my, my job, it's the referee's job, I don't know, I don't know. I think normally Mateo is a, is a referee that, that he controls very well the game, today no. Today he didn't control well the, 
the game and that's why it happened at the, at the end. Was not an easy game, a month and a half uh, going back to play, the situation with Lewandowski, uh, do you think it affected him, the, 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 the fact that he didn't know yesterday that he would be playing and how are you going to deal with uh, this uncertainty the next days because you don't know if he will be available against Atletico? Yeah, we don't know because uh, you know we, we didn't expect that uh, Robert can play today but uh, you know, this is the situation we need to hope, uh, we need to wait what happened uh, now in the, with, with Robert. But we, we need to keep going. It's one point. Of course, we lost two points, but we need to, to keep going like that. So we play really well. We deserve much more. We control the game. We dominate the game. It, it's the game that we, 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 we wanted uh, at, at the beginning. But this is football. When you don't have effectivity, it can happen. Just this. Thank you. Happy New Year, Chavi. Thank you. Happy New Year. Barca then level on points with Real Madrid now at the top of the table on 38 apiece as we welcome in Ali Moreno to the show. Ali, before we get to Matteo, the Matteo Lajos show, this should never have got to this stage for Barcelona, should it? Absolutely not. And while I agree with Xavi that they were lacking effectiveness in front of goal, I disagree with him wholeheartedly that this is the way that Barcelona wants to play. They play with a certain intent and intensity and urgency with their passing game and quickness and change of pace for the first 25 minutes or so. After that, they slowed down the pace and allowed Espanyol to defend, allowed Espanyol to move side to side. Barcelona, while they were creating opportunities, it was almost as if they're walking their way through the game. And in doing that, I think it allowed Espanyol some life that they did not have early in the game. And this is a tendency for Barcelona in that they go up early, but they're unable to sustain that level of play. And in, when you do that, then you expose yourself to certain things that can happen. And Jose Luis, a big body, throws himself his body around, then gets kicked for the penalty kick, and now you're having to try to find a goal that wasn't there. As for Robert Lewandowski, who they fought so very hard, they going through the legal system in order to have him available, he had two or three opportunities today, and he wasn't the difference maker that they wanted him to be. But just like Lewandowski, there were a few performances in this Barcelona team that were below par and below the expectations of a team that has had six weeks to prepare this game. And a lot of these guys did not make long runs in the World Cup, so I don't know what the excuse is, but whatever excuse that is, it is not one that I'm about to accept. Barcelona were poor in the last 60 minutes of the game, and... They gave up two points in a game that they should have won. They're so complacent today, Shane. They were, and, and I don't think Espanyol were, were good at all. And, and as much as this is a derby and you expected so much more from them, um, they, they really struggled to, to mount any kind of meaningful threat to, to Barcelona's goal up until the penalty. And it was a penalty, uh, despite Barcelona's protests. It, it certainly was a penalty. And, and once, once they take that opportunity, then you're looking for a response from, from Barcelona. And while, yes, they had a couple of opportunities, Lewandowski maybe could have done better with a couple of himself, I, I don't feel Barcelona looked anything like themselves, anything like the team that would have Espanyol really worried. Um, keeper made a couple of good saves, but, but again, just kind of back to front. I, I, I don't feel Barcelona played that great and as a result even though you're better than espanol if you're nowhere near to, to your best you've got to take that knock on the chin uh, i suppose the good thing for barcelona is the smoke screen that is the mateo lajos show uh, ali which obviously will dominate the headlines in spain tomorrow regarding his performance particularly in the last 15 minutes you call it the Mateo Laos show I, i'll call it the Mateo Laos experience <laughs> it's it's no longer a show 
when you think uh, in terms of bumpy rides and attractions in, in, in an amusement park, I struggle with the ones that are simulators, the one that you get sort of enclosed and in a capsule and you're simulating things in front of you. That gets me all sorts of nauseous. This is what Mateo Laos was today. He was getting you nauseous. The, the way he carried the game, and this is off the heels of his poor performance in the World Cup and in, in the game between Argentina and the Netherlands. So should we be surprised? Probably not. But he spent most of the time in this game jogging around, talking to people on the sidelines, showing yellow cars here, yellow car over there, and whenever there were opportunities to actually make the correct call, then the yellow car wasn't given. He sees the foul by Leandro Cabrera and when he kicks the back of the head of Lewandowski and he's on the ground as a straight red card. And that indeed I thought was actually the correct call. Then he goes to VAR and he contradicts himself and says, no, I did not make the correct call. There were so many things about the performance from Mateo Laos, but more importantly, more so than anything, is that for some odd reason, he continues to do the same thing in which he is the superstar. Never mind the players, never mind all the other guys that people are coming to watch. No, no, those are not the guys that are important in this field. It's him. He becomes the center of the story. And like you just said, Dan, now Barcelona can point the finger at Mateo Laos and say, well, it's all Mateo Laos, it's his fault. But there were other things in this performance that Barcelona should regret other than Mateo Laos' performance himself. So what does all this mean for the title race? Both teams then level on points as we start a new year. Have a look at how the bookies have things set. Real Madrid, of course, defending champions. But according to the bookies, it's Barcelona who are favourites. Do you agree, Shane? No, I don't. Um, I, I still feel Real Madrid get this job done. Real... There's just so many unanswered questions around, around Barcelona still. And, and, and again, this game, I thought, kind of highlighted that. They get a point, they move to the top of the table, yes, but, but I, I feel at times Barcelona, when they're playing well, don't kill teams off. And I, I only expect Real Madrid to, to get better during the course of this season. We've seen that, that's what we've seen from them for the, for the last 12 months. I, I don't expect anything different right now. I just feel there are more unanswered questions about Barcelona than they are Real Madrid. Have you got Ali? Well, I, I would agree with Shaka up until the fact that if you watch Real Madrid play yesterday, had it not been from Thibaut Courtois, that game would have been different as well. So what I'll say is neither one of these teams are really filling you with all sorts of confidence. But we have seen that Real Madrid has proven over the last couple of seasons that they're at the very least willing to take that step forward, that they're willing to take on the responsibility and that they are the sort of team that will find a way in the end. Conversely, what Barcelona have shown, uh, certainly over the last year and a half, is that this is not a team that will find a way, this is a team that will find a way how to lose a game, or how to give up points, or how to give up results. And until they get that right, you have to imagine that Real Madrid should be favorites. Uh, Real Madrid, of course, level on points with, Bar uh, with Barcelona after that victory against Valladolid yesterday. Unfortunately, over the last 24 hours, footage has emerged. Uh, Vinicius Junior uh, being racially abused after being taken off as a substitute. This, of course, not the first time this has happened to the Brazilian this season. And he took to Twitter to speak about it. This is what the Brazilian World Cup star had to say. Racists continue to go to stadiums and watch the biggest club in the world up close and La Liga continues to do nothing. 
I will continue with my head held high and celebrating my victories and those of Madrid. In the end, it's my fault. And then quite an extraordinary statement uh, from Javier Tebas, who was of course in charge of La Liga. At La Liga, we have fight, been fighting racism for years. Vinny Jr. is very unfortunate, unfair, and it's not true to publish that La Liga does nothing against racism. Inform yourself better. We're at your disposal so that all together we can go in the same direction. Jack. I, I don't know where to start with, with uh, Tebas' statement, in, in all honesty. I mean, if you want to talk about La Liga fighting racism for years and you want to provide evidence of that, ask Samuel Leto, ask Danny Alves, ask Vinicius Jr. what has happened in, in the last year that maybe points, points to that. As opposed to just telling everybody that you're fighting racism and you've been doing so for years, tell everybody what you've been doing. Show us some kind of evidence of that. But with no evidence, certainly within, within the stadiums, certainly especially as far as Vinicius Jr. is concerned, I'm not sure how you, as the head of a league, I'm not sure how you, as any right-thinking adult human being, sits down and pens that as a response to Vinicius Jr. In, in a moment where, quite clearly, and there is evidence, yet again, of the racist abuse that he is facing, how you write that as a response. And now, once again, the, go, the game will move on. We'll talk about something else over the next couple of weeks. This will be forgotten. The league will do nothing about it until somebody goes and abuses another black player in the league again. And Tebas will probably just regurgitate that same old rhetoric. It, it's not convincing to anybody who's paying any attention. It's not convincing to any of the black players in the league. Tebas has to do better. I'm not sure how, but quite clearly he is not inclined to do so himself. This is Tebas who quite happily pokes his nose in mm. other leagues' financial affairs yep. and voices his dismay at business models of leagues and clubs and, and whatnot. He's quite happy to get involved in that even when it's not in his jurisdiction. And yet, the one thing that is a major problem under his nose, under his jurisdiction, he chooses to pretty much ignore. Yeah. So he's quite happy to fight a lot of battles, but he doesn't seem to want to pick a fight in this battle, that's for sure. Ali, the sad thing was there was almost an inevitability about it when the referee made Vinicius Jr. leave the pitch as a substitute at the furthest point when he had to walk in front of those fans. And we see in these videos, these aren't a handful of fans. It is hundreds of supporters who are chanting racial abuse at Vinicius Jr. The league has to step up, doesn't it? Has to do something. <laughs> we already had this conversation then following the game against Atletico Madrid where you could hear in the stadium this, the, a good majority of the stadium really you could hear them chanting mono, mono, mono which if you don't know it's monkey, monkey, monkey they were, they were, they were already doing this to Vinicius Jr. against Atletico Madrid and to the point that Shaka was making that time just goes by and nothing really happens well there were supposed to be fans that were going to be persecuted, right? And then early in December, a Spanish prosecutor comes out and says, no, we cannot treat this as a crime because it only happened 
for a few seconds, <laughs> and look, it was in the middle of a maximum rivalry. It was a heated moment. So if it is for a short period of time, and it is within the boundaries of a rivalry, then yeah, sure, you can be a racist. This is the message coming from a prosecutor, from the guy who rep from a person who represents the law in Spain. So, yes, we are right to focus on Tebas, but this is a society issue. If a person who represents the laws, the legal system in Spain is telling you that, look, if you're racist for a few seconds, and if it is within the boundaries of a rivalry, it's okay, go ahead and do it. It tells you everything that you need to know as to how significant and how big of a problem this is. It's not a few people, it's not just a couple of guys in the corner, no. It's something that is well within entrenched the fan bases and until it is addressed and until it becomes zero tolerance, it will continue to happen. What do you do, Shay? Um, easy solution is close the stand. Close the stand. If you want to get deeper into it, um, for every paying patron coming into that stand, donate that money to anti-racist education within that, within that town, within that city, however you want to split it up. There's a million ways that, that the league can go about addressing these issues. As I say, you, you want a kind of simple, nobody ask any questions approach, just close the stand. That, that's, your, that's your suspension. You say to everybody in the league, you found guilty. We have evidence of, of racial abuse. The era of the silent majority is long past us. If you aren't speaking out against it, then you're guilty by, by association. Close the entire stand. If, you're, if you weren't chanting and you're affected, well, then you also need to do better. Again, you want to get a little bit more complex, you can start about um, enacting anti-racism education in schools, in, in high schools, in workplaces, around your fan base, with fan groups, however you want to do it, but just let it be meaningful. Let it be visible so that when black players suffer this kind of abuse, they feel that the league is supporting them, that is hearing their pleas, and something, even if it's a long-term uh, proposal, something is being done. La Liga then is back next weekend. All of these games available on ESPN+. Plus. The big one, of course, is in the Spanish capital. Atletico Madrid taking on Barcelona. That game's on Sunday. Coverage starts at 2.30 Eastern. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. New Year's Day action in the championship. Early start for Blackburn as they take on Cardiff City. And then it's Blackpool against Sunderland. Those games back-to-back on ESPN+. That is it then. That is the end of our final show of the year. But fear not... Don is back, the boys of course here as well, uh, to answer your questions on Extra Time as Craig recaps some of his favourite New Year's Eve parties, whether we like it or not. Welcome in then to the latest edition of Extra Time, the final one of the year. Craig is with us, as is Shaka, Don as well. You're not going to make midnight, are you Craig? I don't well, know. you know. No. Well, I'll give it a bush. Really? <laughs> I didn't think you would have been even bothered. <laughs> well, I give it a bash most nights. Uh, but I want to stay up till midnight. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I, Ooh, do. Let's I, see. Yeah. I do give it a bash. I usually end up. I usually come up about three hours shy. Right. Yes. Well. <laughs> but you know, you really work hard at it. Everybody loves a trier. Uh, Shaka, we know you love a long blink. At most. I'd make it most times of the day. I'd make it to midnight, Dan. Really? I guarantee it. Yeah. Are you doing anything? No, no, staying up till midnight. All right, okay. that's as exciting as it gets. That's it. What about what about you, Don? Not too far away now in England. Oh. What, just under two Australia hours. Australia is. Sorry. No, yeah. mate. It's it, it, <laughs> for me, Dan. For me, it's the same New Year's Eve for the last twenty years. Oh. It's the Jules Holland. Oh yeah. Uh, Hoot and Annie show present a musician has famous guests on. Oh. Unlike unlike Millennium, if the lads remember Millennium night, there was no games on New Year's Day. So, uh, me and Franny Jeffers went out in Liverpool, oh, had a real good blast with our wives, partners. Oh dear. And then the manager, Walter Smith, said, you have to turn up for training tomorrow. I don't want anyone not coming in. You can be as ill as you want, but you have to come in for training. And we all came in really, really rough. And he made all the outfield players do goalkeeping training. And that's when you realise how much work the likes of Shaka does. Wow. It was hard. Wow. Told you. Keep telling you. Honestly, diving down here, diving down there. And your kid, up, will your kids stay up, saves? Don? Will the boys stay up? No, no, no. They're well asleep. Oh, they're well per- done. Perfect. Well done. You having a party? No. Last time we had a party was 2012. I just, you and a party, just the two words that just don't seem to fit. Why? Well, because it means people in the house making a mess, which you hate. Yeah. No. What do you mean you hate mess? No. Uh, well, yeah, uh, normally, yeah, but I, I don't mind for. Uh, no, that was 2012. I don't mind it once a year. Yeah, I don't mind that again. And uh, 2012. Yes. At our house in Nottingham. Uh, but I didn't know I was coming here at the time. But that was the last time. It was brilliant, though. But my, I had a mate come up from London. This is very. This is. Uh, this is real. Well, it's not really, because you know me away from away from the TV. I mix with a lot of people. Mm. I do. Yes. Just not work colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? You can, you can chew. You, you can't. Be- oh, anyway. Right. So how many people are at this party? I don't know, about fifty. Oh, right, crazy. The best what? one. The best one was that a mate come up from London that I hadn't seen for years, 
that had been arranged for me, and then he just, I didn't know until I opened the door. Oh. And he'd come up, Johnny Strat. Oh. I hadn't seen him for years, and it was just brilliant. And then since then, it's all been downhill. <laughs> Oh, 50. Oh, 50 well, funny you say that. Johnny Strat, no, no. Johnny Strat, but well, if he was just don't he's dead. No, no, he's bad. not dead. Okay. Although he is dead in EastEnders. He was in EastEnders. Was he? Yeah, he what? was an he was an actor, Johnny. Well, yes, and, and EastEnders, now, by the way, is a famous soap opera in England. Yeah, yeah. But he only did a small bit in it. Right. And then uh, he got written out when the Mitchell brothers got written out. Right. And he is now a cab driver. Oh, there you go. A taxi driver. And how did you know him? He was a Chelsea supporter. Right. He used to come all the time and he lived not far from me. And then we used to go out drinking all the time. Oh, there you go. Lovely guy. Oh, God. I've never seen him so badly. No, oh, as I say, get me away from work. I'm all wow. right. As soon as I come to work. Uh. <laughs> Just get on a downer with you lot. <laughs> right downer. If Golf club, fine. But the rest of it. If you were in Pep's shoes, Don, would you have made subs earlier? What do you? Why do you think he always waits until it's too late? I don't know. I mean, I definitely made subs earlier. That's for sure. I mean, he he brought Foden, Gundogan, Alvarez on. I think on 83. So yeah, they only got about 10 minutes. I don't know why he doesn't make the subs earlier. Maybe he's looking at the Chelsea game, the game after, thinking, well, we can get by this one, and I'll rest and I'll play all these guys in the next game. Um, but I think it's a bugbear of the City fans for sure. I was in the car on the way home, and a lot of City oh. fans were moaning that he doesn't make subs quick enough. One of my other mates, right? Oh, yeah, away from Johnny. So there's quite a lot of rap. There's a lot Trap. of uh, <laughs> people with their partners there and whatever. But All right. Davey, Davey, well, I'm starting to remember his name. Right, too late. Davey. Davey. Davey, Davey. Davey's sick name. Anyway, Davey, let's just say, likes us. Alexa. Right. Okay. He was ringing me from 12 o'clock that day to ask when it was starting. Oh, wow. It was it's like, David, seven hours too early. Right. He's in the blocks, like an Olympic sprinter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the aforementioned David had a few too many as, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, fell off one of my bar stools and, right. and cracked the tile open oh. on the floor all over the kitchen. Wow. The tile was all cracked, so I had to come up and then one of the lads said, Okay, go number one with Davy. He's almost, he just almost pulled my missus over when he was falling oh, to the ground. Davey. So said, Davy, Davy, have a word. I said, go and sit on the sofa. Oh. I said, you need to have a time out, mate. He went, all right. Sit on the naughty seat. On the sofa. He went over on the Did sofa. He no. He lifted his he lifted his top over his head. Okay. And then started hitting, going like that. Whoa! <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And I'm like, hey, hey, Shank. <laughs> Don't get that from Johnny Slack. <laughs> no, Johnny no. Slack doesn't do that. Johnny Strat. <laughs> By the way, David yeah, is now he's now back in a different country. Right. And he's he's in a place, or he was in a place that you go to for. <laughs> okay, all right. Here we are. That's. Which is oh, a real he's getting a lot off his chest. He, he needs a black sofa. There or we go. What changed for Arsenal, like, and what could actually stop them from it. winning the Premier League? Uh, <laughs> um. Well, the easy answer is I think Gabriel Jesus has been absolutely huge for them and they're just playing with, with confidence. I think there's great balance to this team now. Um, the likes of, of Odegaard, of Saka have, have matured wonderfully well despite their years. And, and I, I just think everybody just kind of suits each other. It's, it's a good chemistry in that squad. Apart from the centre-forward position, where should Arsenal look to strengthen in January? Do you know what I think would be a good signing? Davy. Davey, maybe not. Davey, no, Davey. Right, no, no, stop talking about Davey. Right. I think Frank Kessie would be fantastic. 
not getting any game time mm. Barcelona. I think thinking be, about that all day. He'd be perfect. You've been sat at home all day and you're and you're on the bus. Yeah, you were no, I'm going to bring up Frank Kessie tonight. No, I was going to be smart. <laughs> why am I sat in my underpants? <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? Well, because I wear clothes at home. I've seen you at home. <laughs> I wear those silly little shorts. <laughs> yes, but that's not underpants, is those it? Those are restaurant <laughs> shorts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. again, he was surplus today. Yes. For Barcelona. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think. Yeah, would he get him on loan? Yeah, Maybe. It'd be a terrific cover. But uh, does he want to go from being cover at Barcelona? Right. To cover at Arsenal? Yeah. I don't know. It's because Davies available. Right, because um, Don brought up, obviously, if Party gets injured, Kessie would be excellent. Don, any other suggestions about from my did brilliant you one? Did you steal that from his Twitter account? No, I didn't. Don's too busy retweeting <laughs> praise. Oh, you're a great the, uh, commentator, great analyst. We love yeah, you, Don. It's, it's, Don. Yeah, it's uh, always nice. Where's the abuse, bit. Don? You've got to retweet, retweet abuse as well. To be honest, Dan, I don't get a lot of abuse. Well, try being Shaka and quite, putting Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm quite lucky on social media. I don't get, I don't get abuse. Right. I get a little bit like someone someone ribbed me the other day saying um, when Haaland bagged a goal the other day, someone said, oh, yeah, you said Harry Kane was going to score oh. more goals than Haaland. But then I go, well, you know, that's gone pear-shaped. I can't, you know, I can't keep digging. Right. So I'm, I'm quite lucky like that, Dan. I don't get mullered on there. What about if when I, you said I, Messi was mullered, done and would have no chance to win the World Cup and you had to delete that tweet? Oh, man, I mean, that was like... <laughs> but I was, it was the Mexico game, wasn't it? It was after the back of the Saudi Arabia game when they lost. Then the Mexico game for, I think in my mind's eye, it was like half an hour, no, it was 45 minutes, an hour. Oh. And I thought, he's gone, he's finished. He's walking around the place, he's not interested. Like, it, it's quite sad. Boom, goal. Okay. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. <laughs> hot, hot, Don't worry. Hot, hot takes are never good, Don. Hot takes. So, Harry Kane was going to score more than Haaland. All right, Don. Harry Kane yeah. was going to go to Man City. Oh, Don, yeah, Harry Kane. No, but come on. No, no, wait, wait, come on. You you guys know, you're all in the game. You do know this deal was done. No. Come Harry Kane could drink more than David. Oh, no, I mean, no, no, no. Right. I don't know. No, impossible. OK, question to Don. I've got more stories Everton. than David, you know. Shut up. <laughs> we're ready, we're ready. No, 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 stop Everton. talking about David. Nobody cares. I'm not going to tell you about when we went to Turkey. Everton. Golfing. Right. It was question to Don. Everton, West Ham and Wolves the percentage of each team to be relegated. Oh. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think West Ham and uh, Everton will get relegated, nor Wolves. Oh, so zero my, my for the lot. Three. Pardon? Zero for the lot? I wouldn't say zero. I think it'll be low. Five, sevens, eight, something like that. Tens at a push. But I've got... I've got Southampton for sure. Yeah, Southampton in trouble. I've got Nottingham Forest for sure. Yeah. And then Bournemouth have just gone seven, uh, six defeats out of seven. I think they'll slide into the bottom three. Did you see the new owner said he's, he, he's, he's uh, what was it, he's targeting Europe? Michael B. Jordan. When that was the other guy. Ah. The older chap, who's uh, no idea. I mean, to be honest, I've no idea who Michael, what? B. Jordan. B. Jordan is. Why, why would they want involved? I don't know. No. Busy people just seem to be want to be in the front and centre. Anyway, he said he's targeting. He's targeting. Well, it's like a toy now, isn't it? Some of these clubs. It's like ah, it's like the people that have bought Crawley, Crypto people. Right. Put themselves on the bench. Right. Sacked Matty Errington. What people? Uh, what? Crypto currency people. Crypto. Same thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Crypto. Crypto. <laughs> 
Crypto. Crypto. I, mean, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't dabble in it myself. But uh, they, sacked, they sacked the manager after 34 days and put themselves in the bench. I mean, the, the world's gone mad. What, what? was the question? I tell you what, Don. What's the chances of David Moyes surviving? What do you think? Well, mate, he's what's he gone now? He's gone. Is it five or six losses on the spin? Five on the bounce. 180 isn't it? million. Do you know yeah, Pat Pitar? fans are not happy. I saw some stats about. Did you see this yesterday? No, no. Stats about Pakistan compared to Brazil. No, no, no. It was. No, I'm not denying he looks a better player. <laughs> of course he does. There were some stats after the game that was Pakistan was like I don't know, 100% of dribbles completed, 80. I'm just making it up. 89% of passes. Blah blah blah. All this, all these jewels. And it looked. You, if you just looked at it, you thought. Oh, he played all right. He was hopeless. Right. He ambled around. Right. Not a care in the world. Anyway, I've digressed. Yeah, that wasn't Crypto. the best point you've ever made. Right, Craig. Oh, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what? The point is, for some of these... But you don't look at stats. You don't care about stats. No, no, but I'm just, no, I'm just saying there are people out there that that's how they gauge players and performance right. is stats only. Yes. And that it, is, it is not always, but generally, a lot of times, it's a nonsense. Craig, have you ever been late to a team meeting? The yes. And how? By the way, I hope the questions are better in 2023. That's a good, that's a good question. You've not finished it yet. How do we know? <laughs> how did the manager handle it? What? He dropped me. Did he? It wasn't a meeting. Who was it? I told you it was a plane. Oh, yes. When you were at Chelsea. Planes, yeah. trains and automobiles. That yes. was John Candy. Yep. Slightly thinner version. And how did, how did you meet? How did you miss the plane? Was it you and Dennis Wise? Yeah, I was eating. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't drinking, obviously. It was 24 hours before a game at Bolton Wanderers. Right. I was eating in a in a uh, eatery in Heathrow Airport, and I, I misheard the very faint noise of the tannoy oh, no. shouting the flight was leaving. Yeah. Dennis played obviously because oh. he was the he was the yeah. captain. Right. I got, I, to be honest, I've told you this before, I, I was due dropping anyway. Okay. Well, because you're, e you're eating so much. No, no, I hadn't been playing too much. Uh, Don? It was an easy target. Don, have you been late to a team meeting? Yeah. I was I was uh, preparing during the week for a game <clears throat> up at Middlesbrough and I'd fell out with Harry Redknapp, my manager at West Ham. We just couldn't say eye to eye. We had an argument on the Friday and he dropped me on the Friday and the boys went up to Middlesbrough. And it was an old trick that the managers used back in the day, Dan, where if you fell out with a manager, they would always take you on away trips and not even put you on the bench. It was like a punishment. So they wouldn't so that they wouldn't put you in the squad for, like, say, a home game because it's not much of a punishment because you're there anyway. But they'd take you all the way to Middlesbrough to travel overnight. And then what we call Lucas 8 man, they'd put you Lucas 8 man, 15th man, as it oh. was back then. So you sit there, it's like you're just wasted and you've just... The manager just ruined your weekend as a punishment. And the lads got beat 5-0 when Janino was on fire. Emerson, Boxic, all, all, all these boys, I think, were there at the time. And he was fuming with the players. So he's called an, a meeting on on a Sunday morning back at Chadwell East. But well, we got back from Middlesbrough. It's 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. So we just got an hour or two in back in London. I was late for that meeting on the Sunday morning. He went ballistic. What was your punishment? Just, I, I, we just fell out of each other. It wasn't a fine, it wasn't a drop, because I wasn't I wasn't playing anyway, because I was dropped for a period of time. Um, so it was just more more angst between him and me. 
Lucas Aid Man sounds like the worst superhero. <laughs> I remember when I almost got in fisticuffs with Glenn Hoddle and uh, in the dugout when he brought me off against Tottenham in the 85th minute or whatever it is. It was, it was to waste time, but I didn't see it that way. Mm. And things got a bit heated. Oh, it was... You could have cut the room, you could have cut it with a, with a knife. Anyway, the next day we're going to Portugal, playing golf in three days with a break. So things were awkward and we get to, gets to the golf course and I can see Stevie Clark's picking the foursomes, the now Scotland manager. <laughs> picking the groups. I can see him looking over at me and laughing. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm like that. Just don't put me there. Just don't move no They're all getting drawn out, and there's, there's, I'm not out yet, and he's not out yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last four come out. Somebody, some, Burley and Hoddle. <laughs> yes. And I went, how did you manage that? He went, I've got Hoddle's name and your name under my thumb. Yes. And everybody else was there. <laughs> so he, he'd, he'd hammered out our two names. Oh, I tell you what, Dan. That was an awkward 18 holes. Oh, it, it, it didn't it didn't melt at all. It didn't help. Not particularly, no. No. Well, I imagine, yeah, you're both quite stubborn. Uh, Shaka. I've never been late, Dan. Never oversleep. Must have been late for this show. I your tendency to sleep. I never oversleep, Dad. Don't believe it. You fell asleep. We didn't do an extra time once because you were asleep. Wasn't a meeting. What, was that in Qatar? No, it was during the pandemic. He was going to supposed to do extra time. Oh, he tried calling him. He didn't answer. Yeah, he's not sleeping. He's just ignoring him. <laughs> well, yeah, that can be, yeah, be true. Okay, here we go. What's your favourite footballing moment of 2022? Don? World Cup final. World Cup final. Were you there, Shaq? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I was right behind the goal that five of the six goals scored, Dad. Right. It was yeah. great. Very good. That was a, a special moment. I don't, say that's, I don't say that. That ticket was actually wasted on you. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, all that was going on, he was like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, watching Stevie watch the Champions League final, that was quite funny. His head was going to explode when Real Madrid won. Don? I can't think that far back, Dan. Uh, like, I, World Cup, World, World Cup's my sort yeah, of World recent Cup. memory. Messi winning it. You think domestically, think City, of course, with that dram dramatic win on the final day, Gundogan. Yeah, yeah, true. That was decent. But I think you've got to give it to Argentina, haven't you? Like, yes, I know. No, that, that is the big. That's obviously, yeah, it's obviously the big moment. I'm just trying to think of other moments. Had really good seats, well, you know. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, what else but, happened in 2022? I can't remember. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, what are your New Year's resolutions, Don? Bike. Bike more. Bike more. I'm getting Don't. I'm getting tubeless tyres fitted early Jan. I'm going tubeless. What does that mean? So therefore, well, you got no tubes in your tyres. <laughs> Means if he, if he if he he's not going to he's not going to have to stop and patch it up. So there's no punk. You yeah. can't puncture a tubeless tyre. No, because there's no there's no tube in your tyre. It's sealant. So it's literally you could literally put a knife through your tyre. And then you'd literally spin the tyre around and the tyre would then fix it. The sealant would fix it. Oh. So I'm going tubeless. Wow, they sound expensive, Amazing. Don. I don't think they are. I don't, well, I don't think they are. You I don't think they are. I, I, I honestly don't. I don't think they're fortunes. Well, why haven't you gone tubeless before then? Then you would have to fall off your bike and fix well, everything. Listen, Dan, listen. Oh. He's oh. over there. What? He's over there, look, he's on the wall, look, he's hung up on the wall over there. Oh, Do, does he have a name? 
No, but he's, he's, he's calling me. Wow, there you go. Go for a ride tonight. Be quiet on the roads. After, I'm going to talk to you after about that treadmill. Oh, <laughs> there you go. 100 bucks each. Oh, wow. Thank Says. Right. There you go. There you go. That's quite cheap. Well, it depends. Yeah. Depends. Uh, what are your resolutions, Shane? None. Work more. None. You work a lot, actually. Oh, thanks, Craig. You're welcome. He's going on holiday next week, isn't he? I'm, not, I'm going to work. He's earned it. We're going to work. He's earned it. We're going to work. Credits. He's got credits. Thanks, Craig. He's nice got, of you to notice. He's got credits. Uh, that is it, then. That brings us to the end of today's show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Spurs in action against Villa. Happy New Year. Don't forget that. Don't forget to say that. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Shaq. Oh, see you in 24, <laughs> then. Came out of nowhere. Uh, Chelsea are taking on Forest. Uh, we'll be reflecting on those games. Uh, be sure to join us. Happy New Year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 